Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Ben to his Jerry, Michael Howard. Let's make sweet treats together, my dude. What would our what would the Tilp uh Ben and Jerry's flavor be? Dumpster fire. <laughs> what would be in that? Trash panda surprise. Trash ooh. Yeah. Um I feel like bananas, like but old ones, like old mushy bananas, bananas. Mushy bananas, yeah. Okay. Um, probably some chocolate, but not the kind you want to eat. Yeah, and like red hot. Um, and yeah, just red hot. Just red hot. And in the middle, it's got instead of a caramel core, it's just a golden butt butt plug core. <laughs> that one's for you later. The secret ingredient is semen. Ugh. Well, Michael, how are you? How is your? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. S- speaking of butt plugs, I had I. Wish I had had one. Yeah, it would have made your life. Yeah, a little mess, less messy. Well, it probably would have just been bad. I would have just exploded. Yeah. So, um, but my tummy's all better. That's great. We do have um, my niece this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're doing this very late in the in the week here. We're, it's gonna be a tight turnaround. We're, yeah. it's, we're gonna do a tight sixty here. It's Turns be... out when you have a kid, it's very hard to schedule things. Do you know that? Yeah, which, um, I mean, I don't know that. I have a dog who doesn't do anything, so she's not really oh. an impediment to my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it, from what you've told me, though, it, it, it gives me a new respect for our good buddy Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Finding the, the time to do it, literally anything. Yeah. Uh, for, and then also, it was 4th of July last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, happy, happy America. Yeah, how did you spend the uh, the holiday? Well, we can see all of the fireworks all the way around us from our roof deck here, um, but you can also hear them, and it kind of felt like I was in Beirut at, at a, one point. Like, there was literally a smog of, like, fireworks, like, that you could smell. Okay. Like, just, just gun smoke? Just, yeah, just wafting in, and then you could just hear explosions at various distances pretty much all night. Yeah, it sounds like um I would say that I had a similar experience, but um your boy got all freedomed out and uh <laughs> fell asleep on the couch watching Twin Peaks at four PM and oh. didn't wake up till eleven, stayed up until about eleven fifteen, uh after walking sore and then uh went right on back to sleep, woke up at five in the morning feeling great. Got a little too lit celebrating Joey Chestnut's eleventh title in twelve years. Just and hot world dog. Record. Yeah, just hot dog in sinkerator yeah he's just a, joey chestnut just grubbing them dogs man <laughs> just grubbing them dogs yeah um although he continues to be just a disgusting human being <laughs> just, I, I don't i don't know the where they go worst. i don't know where he keeps them i don't want to know how they come out of him i can't imagine it's in it's well, a great site there's a pretty good quote from the second place uh finisher how must that feel <laughs> to become in second place but by, by what i have to assume at this point is a large margin. Like, he, no one's getting close to... Well, that's the thing. The, he, he lost by 22 hot dogs, but he still ate 52 of them. But that's not... Like, For you no lost glory. By, you lost by 50% of the hot dogs eaten. Yeah, like, but you still had to shove 52 in your in your tummy. Sorry, sorry to our math nerd listeners, like 30%. Sorry. <laughs> please don't at me. At him. Please at him. Don't. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but you so you must feel like just total ass mm-hmm. in two like like physically, but also mentally because some idiot ate thirty percent more hot dogs than you did. Yeah, you don't have the euphoria of the win to kind of tide you over. 
Like, and it's like for me, one time, uh, our friend, uh, our dad and I, we got to watch a, a Gator game in like the luxury box and they had free hot dogs. Mm. So we took maximum use of those. I ate like five hot dogs and wanted to die. He ate nine and almost died. <laughs> but like he beat me. So like he had that going for him. Yeah. So he won the belt. Yeah. The hot dog belt. It didn't fit him anymore because he'd eaten nine hot dogs, but he had it. Also, his heart exploded because of all the sodium, but hey, he won. He beat me. So, well, I was a runner-up, Tim, Eater X, Janice. Okay, yeah, Eater X. Grew contemplative when asked about his next poop. After a pause, he shook his head and said only, you got to live with the consequences of your actions. Man, okay, well, he's very zen about it. And also, hey, we we spoke a little bit ago about... um, the lack of American journalism um, in asking important questions. And I'm glad that this person, this uh, intrepid reporter, cut right to the chase yeah. and asked what we all needed to know about this man's poor bowels. I mean, that's that's got to be the number one question. It's like, okay, well, first of all, where did you put it all? And now that How it's you in get there, it? does it come out? What's your exit strategy? <laughs> you always got to have a good exit strategy before you enter the war. So, I mean, you, you you stepped up to the plate with a battle plan in mind. But mm-hmm. as we all know, no, Michael, no plan mm. survives first contact with the hot dog. Nope. But, like, the battle plan is only one part. Yep. You need to know how, when and how to beat a hasty retreat. The best laid plans of hot dogs and hamburgers. And something tells me this will be anything but a hasty <laughs> retreat from this man's body. <laughs> it either is the ha- going to be the hastiest retreat or... Oh, they're in just for the a long hate, haul. Hateful, just a hateful retreat. Well, Michael, um, I wanted to, you know, you mentioned that we recorded this a little bit, or we are recording this, oh, I don't know, like five days later than we normally mm-hmm. would. Um, I saw something trending on Twitter, like I do. You know, I'm a you know, mad Twitter head. I just check it all the time. Just nonstop. twatting up. Just twatting nonstop. And then, um, but uh, July 1st, you know, Sunday, I woke up early get my you know just about to head out on my weekly donut journey with Sora and um I checked Twitter and I saw something trending that I assumed was just going to be a racist slogan <laughs> turned out not to be what? but um trending on Twitter was rabbit 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 yeah Ooh, and okay I want to ask you Michael what's the dumbest thing in your life that you do like out of superstition or for good luck Oh, man, there used to be a lot of things I did when I was younger and like, especially during Gator games, man, we wouldn't change seats. We would hold in the good pee, Mm -hmm. get rid of the bad pee. You know, you got to wear the lucky jersey. Yeah. Um, I have this thing where still now that I'm an adult, I still don't like to step on cracks when I'm walking. Yeah. And it's like ingrained in me. Cracks I've gotten okay with, but... um... So one, I do like you mentioned the Gator game stuff. I do have a pretty um, tight five like ritual dance that I do <laughs> when we're in Vegas before like any roulette wheels like spins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's pretty intense, um, but also very private. Um, but I also in my new office, uh, you know, we have in some of the hallways there are interlocking grids of carpet going different directions you know like little patterns mm-hmm. and i only step on the ones that are going horizontal to the way i'm walking <laughs> so i look like a total goober <laughs> all the time but there, well, that's the they, trick. you gotta when i do the crack thing i got i have to try to make it look as natural as possible and it's it's tough 
Well, it's nice that I have a long stride, and since they're in, like, a checkered board pattern, I, like, if I center my body down the, like, the dividing line of the, the checkerboard, I can just kind of somewhat naturally mm-hmm. hopscotch my way through the office, but, <laughs> yeah, I look like a total goobus every time. I'm just imagining you just doing a full-on hopscotch situation all the way there. I mean, if these squares were any bigger, that's that's pretty much what I'd be going with. But um, so Michael, want someone to like switch up the pattern on you, so you have to do like a weird tuck and roll thing on your way to work. I mean, they are renovating my floor right now, and God, if I come in next Monday and there are just floating islands of horizontal like crosshatch carpet, I am I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn like uh, parkour just so I can run the walls. Prince of Persia style. Well, Michael, rabbit, 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 trending rabbit. on Twitter. Apparently, you learn something new every day, or every every month in this case on Twitter. I've never seen this in all of my days, and I never knew this was a thing. But apparently, a superstition found in Britain and North America that I'm assuming Wikipedia just made up for this Twitter uh, trend. Apparently, on the first of every month, you should say some combination of the word rabbit, rabbits, or white rabbits. Uh, out loud upon waking up on the first day of the month because doing so will ensure good luck. So on Twitter, for the first time ever, on the first of the month, tons of people were just tweeting, rabbit, rabbit, white white rabbit. But, but why? But why? But, but why? Um, apparently... What, what is uh, a rabbit... Okay, why does it have to be rabbit, rabbit, or white rabbit? And what does it have to do with good luck? I don't fucking know. It, it dates back. Apparently, it, its first print uh, goes back to early 1900s, uh, well, where some guy said that his kids would wake up uh, in every morning in 1909 and just say the word rabbit over and over for good luck. Uh, so they, it might have come from that. But I don't know, Michael. I, I can't really find too much information about it. And again, I've never fucking seen it anywhere else Ever, but apparently everyone on Twitter was like adamant that yeah, this is a thing that we do every month on Twitter, and we all know about it. <laughs> is this again, is this like the Bernstein Bears? Are we being a uh, uh, Mandela affected? I think we're being Mandela affected, but it's just, like again, it's just I, I I don't. It's like a group sort of hallucination that like <laughs> this is what I want flash mobs to have been rather than like. <laughs> This is exactly the sort of, like, internet shenanigans that I want to be real. Just a collective, like, they made a fucking Wikipedia article and probably books written in 1909. They went back in time and wrote them just to fuck with me on the internet on July 1st at 7 in the morning. Okay, now okay, now they're really fucking with me, though, because this Wikipedia article says that in the 90s, in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon helped popularize a superstition as part of its Nick Days where they would show have commercial breaks about it's uh, a day coming up a unofficial holiday or something and they started promoting the first the last day of every month would be the eve of rabbit rabbit day so stupid they claim that nickelodeon did that i watched nickelodeon nonstop when i was a kid i would remember this yeah i don't remember that also i'm reading there's an npr article about it uh from newenglandtoday.com um saying if you forget to say rabbit spoken as the first word you say on the first day of the month you'll have bad luck for that month and it's like i can't necessarily attribute my life to not saying rabbit as the first word of every month but (laughs) shit if i mean 
Okay. I mean, Maybe you got me. Can't hurt, I guess. Is this like... But, I, like, is my life a trash heap because I haven't been saying rabbit for so long? I mean, have you ever said rabbit? Never. You've never had a but, date? You've never had a month of good luck in your life. Can I say this? August 1st? I'm going to forget about it and not say okay. it. I'm going to wake up and say, hmm, donuts. And then, <laughs> then I'll say, fuck, rabbit, rabbit, white rabbit. Oh, blew it. But it won't matter. I blew said it. donuts. What and if to be just, honest, does it have to be right when you wake up or like kind of like at midnight on the first, I can just say rabbit? Yeah, because let's be honest, I do not have a hygienic sleep schedule. Usually I'm awake at when, it, when the clock strikes midnight mm-hmm. on the first of each month. I'm available to say rabbit, but again, I'm not going to say that. I'll probably be like, mm, donuts. Ah, shit. I was going to say I would set an alarm where the alarm would just say rabbit, rabbit, but I'm pretty sure if I set an alarm and it went off, my first reaction would be like, fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. Rabbit, and then it would fuck, not be rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. Then you're like, mm, donuts. Shit, rabbits. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't get this one at all. And also NPR, I found another call. NPR says that it's for 31 days of good luck, which, hmm. but then hmm. you're, then you're all over the place. Cause Michael, as the rhyme says, it's all the rest have, or some have 30 days, all the rest have 31. <laughs> Except for February. Yeah. Which is weird. Can we talk about how weird that is? Apparently FD fucking R practiced this. He carried a rabbit's foot during the 1932 election, and supposedly he said "rabbit, rabbit" at the beginning of every fucking month. And he was and that man was forever. lucky as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Except for the polio thing, but so there's another. Whoa. Uh oh. Uh Here's a here's a here's a paragraph. <laughs> so the interviewer asking Martha Barnett, the interview here, um, and do you remember to do it every month, Martha? Barnett, I resolve to do that, but then I usually forget. There are other people who are much better than that. Simon Winchester, the writer, went for 696 months before he forgot to say white rabbits one day. This is important. If you forget, at the end of the day, you can say black rabbit right before you go to sleep, or you can say Tibar Tibar, which is rabbit spelled backwards. Which that seems like seems an addition like at the end. Such a fucking like. This just seems like someone who's like, oh, scramble. No, I did it. I did it. Don't worry. I, I'm still lucky today. Don't worry. Yeah, that sounds like uh, when people tried to pay penance, like when they would they would just sin like hell and then and pay penance instead of actually uh, like not doing the bad no things. No joke. Um, so I was talking about a little bit about this with my siblings. I think about just to my sister a little while ago, but um. I don't know how it is in other churches, but in the Presbyterian church, they made it like pretty clear. And I don't know if it was just me misunderstanding as like a seven year old um, or if this is the actual belief. But they were very clear that if you took communion with uh, any sin unrepented in your heart, um, that God might kill you with lightning if you drank the the Welch's grape juice and ate the bad cracker. Um, I've seen it happen. I would usually spend most of the Sundays that I realized that it was communion Sunday um, frantically praying in my seat for like every sort of like sort of sin I could remember. And like usually, you know, I would do it my thing. I'd be up there singing and dancing. But like on communion days when I realized that I would get very quiet in them pews mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just on the off chance that 
And like there were times like I wouldn't drink the the good juice because I just would look at my mom as like, I don't want to risk it this time. You know, I mean, we did grow up in Florida, lightning capital of the world. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance. Pretty good chance that just in case in the big old church with, you know, a lot of lightning rods on the roof, like God might sling one of them, the zingers down. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck with that, especially (laughs) not at seven years old. That's so fucked up to do to kids. Right, dude. <laughs> yeah, between that and telling me on the reg that my cousin and most of my friends who didn't go to church were going to burn in hell one day. Mm. But that's a like, fun time. That's at least like threatening future people. Like, this is threatening you this very minute. Like, if there is one thing you did that you forgot that you did, mm-hmm. that's it. This is going to explode in your stomach like the fucking Mission Impossible gum. Shouldn't have thrown all your laundry underneath your bed and told your mom you cleaned your room. As soon as you mix that cracker with the juice, that is it. That's the reaction. Red light, green light, bitch. Explosion. Now you're you're dead. Enjoy that lightning bolt. (laughs) All I'm saying is if I could have said Tibar Tibar to get my way to the tasty Welch's grape juice, you know I would have done it. Okay, but this is like, I feel like, okay, at the end of the month... If you can say Tibar, Tibar, Black Rabbit. Like, I feel like... At end of, end of the oh, day. sorry, at the end of the day. Like, right before... It has to be the last thing you say. And God help you if you talk in your there sleep. There has to be some other stuff, right? Like, this is only the fifth day, right? It's it's the fifth day. that we, we should be able to somehow get this back on track. Like, I shouldn't have to wait a whole month. That seems like a dick move. There's got to be some sort of redemption. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know, like, kill a rabbit, which I don't want to <laughs> do, but... There is one just sitting. By the way, in my apartment comics, I just noticed this about three weeks ago. Someone just has a big old, like, fuck off black rabbit that just stays on their balcony all day. Mm. Every day. That's so they don't forget to say rabbit, rabbit. But th- that seems extreme. Like, you have to say it one day a month, and it's also living outside. It's mm. like, you're just not going to talk on the first just until you come out to see, like, oh, right, rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. Got it. Um, Why are rabbit's feet? Good luck. Hell, if I know. Like, I get, I get why, like, four-leaf clovers are good luck, because they're very hard to find. But, like, it's not that fine or ass- hard to rabbit Any foot. asshole can get a rabbit's yeah. foot. They make they make babies like it's going out of style. Like, I mean, maybe that's why. They're just so good. The fact that your lucky rabbit's foot didn't come from a live rabbit doesn't necessarily mean it isn't lucky. Okay, what kind of fucking Calvin ball shit are we playing here with the rabbit's feet? Luck is one of those weird things that, like, you can make it do whatever you want it to do. Well, Michael, here's a headline. Uh, ever wonder why a rabbit's foot was considered lucky? Well, be warned, it's creepy as fuck. Oh, so, cool. Cool. Let's get into Let's it. Let's go right um, deep into it. See, uh, has some roots in European culture. The common North American myth originates from the African-American folk spirituality known as hoodoo. So that's just a real melting pot of a sentence. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, you said rabbit's feet are lucky because uh, of their reproductive habits, so it's thought to help with fertility. However, there are a few specifications that the rabbit's foot must adhere to in order to technically be considered lucky. Oh my god, it has to be the left hind foot. The rabbit needs to have been captured and or killed in a cemetery. The rabbit's foot needs to be cut off on a specific day, usually a Friday, but with variations such as weather, date, etc. Good lord. Um, wait, there's more. Some people believe the foot would be more powerful if the rat was killed on an actual grave, and the meaner the person was, the luckier the foot would be. Common misbelief is that the rabbit's lucky feet is its origin has something to do with Easter, 
which celebrates the Christian belief of Jesus. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so wait, they, <laughs> the meaner you are to the rap, like, okay. So. No, no, just... If like your old grandma was just a real, just, oh, oh, the 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 person whose grave you were on, yeah, the like meaner if you that went to person. Andrew Jackson's grave and chopped a rabbit's foot mm. off on it. Okay, you'd be the luckiest fucker walking around because the because that mean ass person underground would be like, yeah, give me that rabbit's foot. I, uh, man, I don't, I don't I'm know how imbue that with all this, all this bad stuff. Today, a rabbit's foot is still considered to be a token of good luck because it reminds its owner to be courageous in adverse situations. Like somebody's got you over a grave and they're about to cut off your foot. Not today, dickhead. <laughs> I got my lucky rabbits. Oh, no, you took it. <laughs> I, feel took like it. A, I feel like some kind of sociopath serial killer, like animal abuser came up with this fucking thing. They're like... They found some dude killing a rabbit in a in a grave or in a in a cemetery. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Uh, it's lucky, no. though." No, this was definitely like the first like nine year old like psychopath <laughs> to be discovered torturing an animal. Uh, and his parents caught him and were like, "Yo, Sid, what the fuck are you doing?" And she's like, "Uh, it's for good luck." Here, take he was- this. Old man Johnson was a real mean coot, so I killed the rabbit, and now I'm a lucky boy. <laughs> Luckiest boy in the world. You know how I know I'm lucky? Because you didn't send me to jail. Luckiest day ever. All right, well, hey, better get some more rabbits there, Sid. Line them up, knock them down. I want to be lucky, too. Michael, what else do you have for me this week? <laughs> Speaking of uh, lucky animals, lucky-ish yeah. animals, I guess for the time being, um, you know how every big sporting event they always come up with some animal that like picks the winners of the games. Oh yeah, famous famous World Cup. Yeah, octopus. Right. Uh, other animal. There was like one where it was like a like a kangaroo or some shit at one point. There was yeah. like a lot of zoo animals. A lot of zoos do what, it for publicity. What makes them so powerful and smart, though? I mean, octopuses are actually really really smart. Yeah, and apparently, uh. Prophets sent from another world. Yeah, obviously. and we've talked about those creepy, slimy mm-hmm. bastards before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like they know stuff we don't, and that's fine. Exactly. And so, in Japan, somebody had an octopus. They would set up. They would have three. Oh, I don't like where this one's going. They would have three different sections for each of the teams, and then one for a draw. And okay. the octopus correctly picked the result of every Japan match. During the group stages, so all three matches got it right. All right, which is pretty not good. One, one out of three for each one. That's I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I did not do that. I uh, I did not guess Japan's run correctly. Nope. Uh, unfortunately, before he they went to their next their round of sixteen matchup knockout rounds, the guy decided that he needed the money from the octopus more than he needed Japan to do well in the World Cup. So he. He killed it and then sold it to be eaten. This is not a modern entrepreneur. No. This is not a man who knows how to monetize web views. Like, or if you need to make money. your or to make your octopus a gambling man. <laughs> you know, teach teach an octopus to be a meal and you eat for a day. Teach an octopus to correctly predict World Cup results and you can take the casino for a billion dollars. And then you eat for a day. Exactly. After the fucking World Cup is over. Why would you... 
he killed. I mean, he killed the golden goose. Yeah, the inky goose. The ink. The inky goose. Um. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you wait another week and a half? And did he do this in like the 60th minute of the Japan Belgium game? <laughs> Seems like he did. Like it was did all the Japanese voodoo. gods strike him down for his impudence? <laughs> he. <laughs> His Legion of fans have been horrified to learn that despite his 100% success rate, he is now boiled alive and chopped up into seafood chunks. Jesus, crazy. So... I mean, one of the things about... So, I remember the um, the South Africa World Cup. I think it was like a Netherlands, like a Dutch octopus that, like... I think it was guessing all of mm-hmm. the games mm-hmm. and was doing all the right things. Yeah, he was killing I it. I will say... This little little puss is a little less impressive than that one if he was only guessing three games. So maybe he just didn't want to risk it. Actually, maybe he, maybe the before the game, before the match, this puss was just like, no, nah, Belgium's going to win. Late minute goals. And the guy's like, fuck, I, the, I lost it. He's, he's lost its magic. I got to kill the damn thing. <laughs> maybe that's true. Maybe he told him Belgium was going to win and he was like, not today, man. Yeah. But you can't stop fate. Well, maybe he thought he could just say Tibar Tibar by cutting the thing's arms off. Supertucto? Nailed it. Supertucto. 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 Yeah, maybe he thought rather than just saying that really fast, <laughs> really hard, he would just kill the damn thing. Hey. And hey, can I, it almost worked. It almost worked. But hey, prophecies will not be denied. No. And this guy... No matter how sharp his blade was, no matter how hard he said super tuck toe, couldn't, couldn't reverse fate. Sorry. We have to be saying that wrong, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to... Octopus would be supo TCO. You know, I'm going to give it super tuck toe. Super tuck maybe? I don't care. Supatko. Supatko, <sighs> that was what it would be. I just feel like we, I mean, I know historically through time, sages and prophets and witches have not been looked kindly upon by the lay people, but you'd think in this enlightened time, and obviously I, I don't want to get into <laughs> Japanese uh, stances on seafood, but like you'd think by now we would have some kind of respect for our, our, our prophets. Do you think that like... We certainly wouldn't grill their delicious arms. Do you think that the people who ate him, though, like imbued some of his powers? You gotta think so. There's gotta be, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'd like to think that the folks who ate a slice of Greg mm, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago probably became bad motorcycle drivers <laughs> and more cannibalistic than they clearly <laughs> already were. Um, so yeah, you gotta think they're they probably are, are at least touched by the goddess a little bit now. Yeah, they have they have the sight. They've opened their third eyes. And I want to know who's going to win the World Cup. But do you think they all have to be in the same room together? Yeah. They need all eight of them to gather their forces like Captain Planet style. <laughs> and just be like, oh, France. Cool. Left front tentacle. I'm right front tentacle. <laughs> With your powers combined, I am now a full octopus. Oh, no. We don't have the heart. Mm. Shit. Mm. Damn it. Never mind. I was going to say something really stupid. <laughs> Do octopuses have hearts? <laughs> you can't prove I was going to ask that, so don't even try. Don't even try. 
All right, well, what do you what do you got for me, Kush? What do I have for you, Kush? Well, Michael, I want to bring up a story um, that is a little near and dear to my current situation, uh, but also just horrifyingly funny. <laughs> um, so, as you know, it's uh, it's July fifth uh, right now, and I am sitting in my I'm going to charitably call it a studio. And uh, my AC's off to preserve the top-notch nature of this audio quality. Mm. And um, let me tell you, just a a soup down there. Yeah, that sounds bad. You shouldn't do that. You should just let the air run. Yeah. Well, Michael, when you're hiking, Hmm. which I know you do all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm just a a big hiker. Big fan of nature. Big fan of those those cool shorts mm. and nice boots. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your what's your biggest gripe about the wide open world of nature? Um, my biggest gripe is that it's hot. It's so hot all the time, and like, and you can't. I always want to wear pants because there's always like sticks and bugs and spiders and shit. But you can't wear pants. It's too fucking hot. And then so my legs get all bit up. And yeah, just, you get hungry out there. Yeah. You get hungry, yeah. gotta have a granola bar. Tastes like shit. Yeah, like you can only eat so much fucking yeah. granola. Well, Michael, what if I could tell you that you could use all that heat to your advantage and solve your tummy problems in one <laughs> fell swoop? <laughs> I have an idea of where this is going and I I don't think I like it. Uh, Michael, you know you know I'm a fan of the slow cooker, right? <laughs> yes. What if I told you there was a portable slow cooker and not just the kind that uh, semi-truck drivers plug into the cigarette lighter? So you bring your crockpot with you? Yeah, just lug that bad boy around. But, oh, Michael, that's inconvenient. And who's got a power outlet in the middle of nowhere? That's a good point. Grand Canyon doesn't have power sockets. So you you do, like, pocket pocket dogs? No, Michael, (laughs) please, let's not be so uncouth. No, what, what you're really needing is like, I don't know, some fettuccine or you want to steam some rice and broccoli <laughs> out there on the trail. I mean, you got it. I mean, you're burning energy left and right. Michael, let me tell you about a little product that I and its creators like to call the crotch pot. <laughs> Fuck. Which allows the wearer to, quote, use the steam from their own own junk to cook a, quote, seemingly edible meal. Seemingly edible? That's from the Munchies uh, article that I found. Um, Michael, just for for only $19, you too can have a patch made from Cuban Fire, a high-performance, ultra-lightweight fabric that pre- presumably won't chafe any delicate areas while you're preparing fettuccine al testicula. <laughs> um, so, wait, how is this... Per- okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How... Okay. Michael, infrared images of the human body confirm what is basically common knowledge. One of the hottest parts of the human body is the crotch area. Yes. Yes. I get. Okay. And since your body naturally generates significant heat while you're hiking, why not harness that for a warm din-din? But when you talk about steaming something, like, when you steam something, the the water, which is normally what you use for the steam... Gets infused mm-hmm. into the thing you're eating, and if you're oh, don't worry, Michael, you're bringing your own water. You're not pouring your body's stuff into it. Um, the 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 crotch pot is designed to hold a that's a Ziploc bag, uh, which you put dry food into, and then you pour water into, and then uh, you clip the crotch pot into the inside of your pants and just let nature do its good fine work. So you just have a a Ziploc baggie full of liquid just bumping up on your junk while you're trying to hike. 
Oh, yeah. And then uh, this is important. Um, quote, you can knead the meal discreetly. Knead as in K-N-E-A-D. Uh, discreetly. Uh, they misspelled discreetly. Uh, while walking to make sure things are mixing well. Okay. You know, just if you want to make some, some oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. You got to mix your it up. Oatmeal while you're getting ready to sow those oats. Some, um, some cream of wheat, if you will. Yeah. So then you just got to hike around for a couple hours, and then at the end of a, a long, dusty trail, you just rip out that bag and just scarf it down your, your pan oatmeal. What would you do if you were out hiking with with a bunch of friends, and you got to you got to the waterfall you were hiking to? You're mm-hmm, going to have a picnic mm-hmm. there. Everyone pulls out their, their bags of cold sandwiches that they had in their bags. Yep. And you look over, and one of the people just pulls out a bag out of their crotchal region. And just yep. starts chowing down on what's inside. Just scrunching. Just scrunching. Yep. Just just munching and scrunching. I mean, hey, any port in a store, my dude. <laughs> what if they were like, hey, you want to try this oatmeal from no. my from my crotch pot? You want to crunch on this? I mean, hey, two layers between the, the oatmeal and the crunch pot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a safety pin and the, the ultralight fabric. Um, There's not enough layers for me. No. Yeah, just, uh, I do have a recipe for, um, broccoli walnut chicken rice, which I don't know if you can sous vide a chicken in your pants, but I guess, a, <laughs> no, it would, cause I you guess have it all depends like on 145. Where you... Is your crotch really get to 145? Man, I fucking hope not. That's insta sterile right? territory. Yeah, I think if you pasteurize your own balls, like, yeah, you're, you're in a, you're in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, so Michael, I am like a hundred percent sure that this is probably fake um, and just like a, a dumb internet thing. But what would you, if on a hike and just desperate for a meal that is not granola or like a Luna bar, what could someone pull out of their crotch that you would just be like, yeah, all right? Like if they just pulled a f- a, a full piping hot five dollar little caesar's hot and ready out of their out of their gym shorts <laughs> out of the brick oven yeah uh, <laughs> out of their brick oven crotch oven see it wouldn't it would have to be something that wouldn't actually have to be like cooked through like maybe if you pulled out like a bag of brownies oh, well okay and so it would be oh, like uh, like like a hundred degree brownie like that would be warm and moist and delicious yeah, but like if yeah, you're okay. like, hey, so you eat want some of these that's eggs? Supposed- it'd be like, no, nah, I don't think so. So you want to be something like kept in a like a a warm dark place? Exactly. <laughs> want something that's kept, kept in a warm dark place? Not something that has to be cooked necessarily, but something you might throw in the microwave for like ten or fifteen seconds. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Like a pop tart. Um, <laughs> just a this nice brown cinnamon pop tart. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How about you? All right. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it would have to be a Little Caesars $5 hot and ready pizza. Just a pepperoni deep dish. Like, if they pulled a full one of those, like, magically out of their TARDIS of a crotch oven, yeah, would be into it. Would it be, like, a calzone, though, at that point? Because you'd have to fold it in half. You can't couldn't fit the whole box. That's why I'm saying it'd have to be some sort of, like, pocket dimension <laughs> crotch pot that, like, they're just reaching in and just pulling out a fully formed, like, oh, look, it's a Ruth Chris steak. Have fun. <laughs> We'll see. There you go. Hot is your ball. There you go. Hot. It's a five hundred dollar plate. Pocket dogs. Yeah. See, you can do pocket dogs. They just have that to be just, warmed up. That does sound really bad, though. <laughs> Man. 
How much sauce would you be comfortable with on a crotch meal? Like if they pulled out like a, a thing of like like little smokies, but with like the like the grape jam, like tomato sauce stuff that mm-hmm. your mom makes mm-hmm. like at Christmas, like man, like how much is too much mm. on on little crotch smokies? Yeah, I don't want a lot of sauce on my crotch food. No. Less sauce the better, yeah. I think. Because le- less room for mischief. <laughs> well, would you rather have crotch food mm-hmm. or drink hot dog water oh probably hot dog water because i mean well do how long do i want to live <laughs> <laughs> what if the hot dog water was 38 dollars for a liter god damn it are we what kind of silicon valley assholes are buying this stuff <laughs> apparently some guy was wait is it is it raw hot dog water <laughs> it is i mean raw, hot dogs are cooked or they come from the factory cooked Fair. So yeah. it's basically just a bottle of like Voss water with a hot dog like floating in it. Okay. No, I would. No. So it's just like distilled spring water, but someone dropped a, a Nathan's Frank in there. <laughs> basically. And okay. Cause I thought it was just like from the tap of like a New York street cart. No. Nah. Like with like the vinegary sweet hot water. It's hot dog infused water, man. Oh my god, this is worse than the situation's like protein infused vodka. Oh my god. This guy brought it to a Vancouver food festival as a joke, and apparently people actually started buying it. So Vancouver, pretty close to Silicon Valley, probably a whole bunch of Silicon mm-hmm. Valley assholes. Probably there, you know, like skiing or some shit. Michael, why didn't we think of this first? I mean, they already have like celery water and watermelon water, basically anything. They So our our dude just literally like bought a twenty four pack of Dasani, ripped open the top, <laughs> shoved a hot dog in there, resealed the bottles, and just like sold them to shitheads. Is that literally what my dude did? So I want to send you a picture of this. Because again, I I think if you're selling bottled hot dog water, it needs to be just straight from the tap the nasty jesus Christus. yeah he he did it he fucking did it i like that he put the accents over the o's yeah tote dog water dog unfiltered he was an artist who called it a commentary on public product marketing and especially sort of health quackery product marketing hold on a moment I think my nasty little eyes spy the word carbonated, so he did sparkling hot dog water oh. and sold it to Vancouver shitheads for $38. Is it carbonated, too? I think it is. Well, probably not, because, again, he did just fucking open up a Voss bottle. <laughs> <laughs> he spent real money creating about $1,200, but it turned out to be so believable, and... People actually bought about 60 liters of it at $38 per 500 milliliter bottle. So not even a $72 a liter he was selling it for. Sweet crunch. So here's a question. Since it is in a Voss bottle, which is the tall, skinny, clear plastic with the gray top, is, and like the the hot dog appears just be inserted at the top, just kind of floating, Mm -hmm. is the hot dog a straw? Ooh. Because now we're into something that I'm like, okay, okay yeah. I was at the, mess with that. I was at the aquarium and they were talking about how bad plastic straws are and they're trying to get rid of plastic straws. And those mm-hmm. paper straws never fucking work. They like melt in 30 they seconds. They melt in your mouth. Yeah. 
Now, I mean, our friend Jen, uh, who currently lives in China, she's been all about, she's been all anti-Plaster Shroud for years because mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. used to work with Turtles. Turned me off to those bad boys right quick. Um, so yeah, hey, can I say this? I don't want to use the phrase meat straw, but hot dog straw, sure. Still bad, but I'll put it in my mouth. I'll, you know, I'll use a hot dog straw. And it says yeah. it's keto compatible, so that's good. I mean, it literally is just protein and water. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of sodium, which is good for you. Yeah, it balances electrolytes mm-hmm. for sure. Um, why didn't we think of this first? I need. I can't stop asking that question. Um, because I'm kind of upset about this it. is this is my same answer every time I, I have this thought. Like, oh, this stupid thing that people bought. Why didn't I think of it? And I think I continually continue to this day. I continue to overestimate how yeah. dumb people are. Or Sorry, I underestimate how dumb people are. I overestimate yeah. people's intelligence. Michael, in my experience, my my big gripe against you, I, I say it all the time. I see it in everything you do. I just say, you know what? Damn it, that Michael Howard has too much faith in humanity. I have he very little, them. but my but my my floor is apparently higher than it should be. I mean, at this point, like I, I started this show believing that humanity was fundamentally inherently good and intelligent and wanting to do the best for each other. Nah. And then every week I sink further and further into a trash hell of my own making. And now I know that people are going to buy fucking hot dog water and, and also unfiltered sewage water. If I get the right Silicon Valley morons in on this thing, I, I could be rich selling dumb water. There's Why a lot I? of people who are rich selling dumb water. I just, I feel like I, especially if, if all I literally have to do is take an existing water bottle, shove a, some kind of food stuff into <laughs> it and just sell it to a rich asshole. Michael, that's, that's easy walking around money. We had watermelon at our 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And after we had all the watermelon at the bottom of the bowl, there was a bunch of watermelon juice yeah. and Rachel was going to throw it out. And she was like, Hey, would it be really weird if I threw this in my water? And I was like, no, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And we created watermelon water, which I'm sure it's, exists I, out there somewhere, but like it was delicious. I get I mean, it. It's just, it's just tasty. Like one, you just made watermelon juice. <laughs> like, let's, like you just took watermelon concentrate and put it into like, I mean, Hey, good job. Yeah. Way to not waste because watermelon rules. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Proud of you guys, but like water, water's in the name, so it's like why wouldn't it be it's good like a melon, water? melon of water? Yeah. Ah, <sighs> well, hey, proud of you guys for inventing a new drink, yeah. and also not for being wasteful of that delicious, good juice. Beep, 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 breaking news, Michael. Ooh. Out of the Fast and Furious movie franchise, my favorite. Well, not technically, because this is the um. This is the Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham spinoff that you know broke my favorite family apart. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like those two are really greedy, especially The Rock. He's a real greedy a-hole. He owes Tyrese a lot of money, I think, I believe, um, breaking the family apart. But um, big news. My sister just sent me this story. Apparently, in that movie, Idris Elba has signed on to be the villain, which, you know what, you know what it says to me? First of all. It's going to be a dope-ass movie. Yeah, gonna be a dope ass movie for sure. Mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my man Idris rules. Obviously, it sucks because he can't contractually probably beat The Rock and Jason Statham in anything, which kind of blows. Um, but 
here's what this says to me. The tight-collared, stupid morons over at the James Bond franchise Mm -hmm. weren't brave enough to put my man Idris as James Bond. So what does Idris do? He's looking around for a new franchise. Ooh, who's that calling? Fast and the Furious. The franchise that took Jason Statham within two movies from the guy who killed one of our favorite characters (laughs) in cold blood, Mm -hmm. murdered the guy. And then one movie later was not only a member of the team, but on the fast track to his own spinoff franchise. He's basically a member of the family now. Basically a member of the fam. Even though he, in movie terms, it was two movies, in life terms, in that universe, maybe four days. Yeah. He went from killer, killed our family to new, new bro. Which makes me think, like, is that the way you get into the Fast and the Furious family? Exactly. And that's that's my boy Idris. He sees this. He's like, well, Statham, cool motherfucker that he is, two movie contract, own spinoff, on his way to being his own hero. As long as I don't die in this first movie, and like he can spin it that like, Statham, bad guy, I'm just doing your family a favor, mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. family. Yeah, I mean, you kill one it. of the family members, they have an opening, and you're, like, right there already, because, like, you yeah. just killed them. They're like, hey. So he's playing the long game, and can I say this? Who's got time for James Dumb Bond anyway these days? I mean, this is a much better franchise at this point. It's it's the hottest franchise on the planet. You gotta be a part of it. You gotta catch that wave. You, got, you gotta get in a Fast and the Furious vehicle. All I'm saying is this. No one is taking their time to gather money to rewrite Fast 8. You know, Fate of the Furious, because it, you know, represented people too much and was good <laughs> and they didn't like the way it was good and did those things. So it's safe is what I'm saying. It just can just hop in there and not have to worry about the fanboys on the Internet being dipshits for, I don't know, no reason. Man, I watched I watched The Last Jedi again today. That movie's so good. It's it's a good film. It's a really good film. There's so much to it. Yeah. yeah. At us, whatever. Eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> but. Michael, Idris Elba, Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who I have to be honest, I am getting a little tired of, but whatever, that movie's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you know what big dick energy is? I've been curious all week, and actually I totally forgot I sent you that article, and damn it, I'm glad you brought it back up, because the internet can't decide what big dick energy means. Well, the article I found about Idris Elba when I searched it was from the Vulture, um, vulture Vulture.com, and they mentioned... They basically said that the Fast and the Furious movies might be the living embodiment of big dick energy. Yeah. And it's probably and, I mean, the best I gotta be description honest. I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, very true. And let's be honest. If anyone has just pulsating big dick energy, it is Edger Selva. Mm-hmm. That's that man. Just, yeah. And The Rock. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock is. Can I say this, though? I'm getting tired of The Rock. Like, I just said it a minute ago, but. He's literally fighting a big building in this one. But it's a bad like, building. It's trying to kill his family. I don't think the building's doing shit, but God damn it, he's fighting it in this one. Punch his building right in the f- He already fought a earthquake. He fought the literal earth. Mm-hmm. It, man, like, but he's been in so many movies so fast and made so much money, he's literally run out of things to punch. <laughs> And I didn't know that was possible. I didn't think that could be done, but he did it. I feel like there is a contest 
in Hollywood to make the stupidest movie that they can put the rock, the rock in that will, whether it's here or abroad, it will make half a billion dollars. Oh, like, I mean, at this point, he could make Sharknado 9 into a $500, 600000000 million movie. Oh, easy peasy. Easy. So, apparently, in June, I believe it is... Uh, China has a blackout period where the only movies that are allowed to be released are Are Chinese rock movies. movies? Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) Are Chinese movies, but they made a special exception for Skyscraper for The Rock because people in China love The Rock so much. Is it set in China? I don't think it is. Maybe? Set in Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. Which... It's this is not probably the most cynical thing that Hollywood's ever done. No, it's but July. Like, July is the month. That's the okay. The fact that they've started like setting, <laughs> setting any like just like you know at least one scene in each movie is like got it in China. Hey, what's up? I mean, it's a big audience. I mean, I yeah. Like, listen, I get it. I totally like, there get are it. some movies that bomb here in the United States, but they still somehow make like eight hundred billion dollars. Speaking of Star Wars, though, no one in China saw that movie. Yeah, no, like, and hey, I get, I get it that like Chinese people just ain't interested in a bunch of white people running around with laser swords. Yeah, no, that's not their thing. Like, I, I get it. Like, that's fine. Um, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson fighting a building, they're they're gonna go. Go- I like that they like him so much, mm-hmm. and that China changed the law for his movies. <laughs> I wonder how bad the movie would have to be that like the government was like, y'all, we got to We got to protect you from this one. No, like, sorry. Sorry, China. China. We're not going to let this one through. What would he have to fight? Like the actual Great Wall of China. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had to fight the Great Wall movie with Matt Damon in it. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Absolutely. not. Oh, my God. I can't even. I, I thought it was a joke. Should have been. It had the guy in uh, from Game of Thrones who got his eyes popped out, so mm. he was in there again for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's a weird movie. Um, what time is it? Where are we at? What are we even talking, talking about? about what are we talking about? I had something else. Um, we were talking about think... Big Dick Energy. <laughs> oh yeah, Big Dick Energy. Yeah. Um, so Michael, that phrase "Big Dick Energy" came to my collective knowledge because of. Uh, Apparently, it was spawned by uh, the singer Ariana Grande mm-hmm. um, because uh, she's apparently recently started dating uh, Pete Davidson. She's engaged to Pete Davidson. Engaged with Pete Davidson. Yeah, but oh, again, recently started dating, now engaged to Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, um, Pete Davidson, who looks like a skinny little <laughs> pothead, like, you know, whatever, um, Ariana went out of her way to um, just imply that it's packing heat <laughs> down in the old crotch pot region. <laughs> and um, people are arguing about whether you have to have a big dick to have big dick energy, though. Right. So what they're saying is just like vision says someone who exudes a quiet confidence and ease with oneself that comes from knowing you have an enormous penis and you know right. what to do with it. Like Alan Thicke back in the day. Mm. Like I had it nonstop. Um, this article has a bunch of tweets from people talking about which celebrities might have big dick energy. I'm going to go and say Kate uh, Blanchett from Thor Ragnarok mm. has the biggest dick energy yes. just around. Yes. 100%. This person says Mr. Rogers. 
I don't want to think about that one, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. Yeah, probably because of all of his good Lord of the Rings knowledge. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's an interesting wrinkle. Weird. I shouldn't have said wrinkle. Um, is there contextual big dick energy? Like if you walk into I don't know, say Dragon Con, just full mm. of your own, like confidently full of your own nerd knowledge that you are just King Dick in there. But then you have to go present to like your CEO the next day. That's you know, true. Like, is it is it dependent upon upon who's around you? Yeah. Are you king in your castle or king in every castle? That's a good point. Like, are you a are you a big dick in a small pond or are you a big dick in like the largest pond, the ocean? You're just a big dick. Whatever, whatever goes. <laughs> Pilot Bacon at Pilot Bacon on Twitter says, "I've only met maybe one or two men who exuded big dick energy, but dozens of lesbians who did." Yeah, so that's right. I mean, I get that. Again, it's that quiet confidence that you just sling that thing. Mm-hmm. Also, is it proportional? Please, elaborate, please. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, like kids movies, like Ratatouille and Stuart Little and stuff, with like the little characters, and like they're obviously not slinging like human big dick energy, but like, but they're imbued with its power. But, like, for and a also mouse. here's a here's a thing: can you confer big dick energy onto someone mm. else? In the case of Ratatouille, I forget that redheaded chef's name because I saw the movie Drunk one time. Patton but Oswald. like, I thought Pat Oswald was the rat. Oh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> You're know. Right. But the chef that he rode around on and pulled his hair, mm. did he teach him how to have big dick energy? I don't feel like if you get pulled around by your hair by a mouse that you can have big dick energy. But didn't he have to cook by himself at one point? Again, I forget. I the did movie. not see the movie. Yeah. I bet he did, though, because that's how movies work. Probably. Um, okay, this person has the ultimate big dick energy, though. The notorious RGB. She's full of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she's transcended big dick energy. Biggest dick energy? No, nah, she's just that. She's just RBG energy. Mm, she's vagina true. energy. It should be the, the Ginsburg energy. Yeah, that Ginsburg energy. It's true. All right, Michael, I think we're coming up on time. You got any closing thoughts for me? Oh, no. What you got? Today, I was sick and decided to work from home. After coding for a few hours, I took a break, and being home alone, I watched some porn. A few minutes later, I received panicked messages from my colleagues telling me to shut it down. I had forgotten I was working on a team viewer. FML. Oh, no! Can you ever go back to work? Or do you just have to change your name and move away and... Uh, no, because I think you're fired. Like, not even get your speaking. last paycheck. Uh, so, I mean, this kind of happened at my old employer. Like, some dude apparently was just, like, watching porn on screen shares with clients every once in a while. Um, I do need to know if this is just one of those those folks who just watch porn because they like the the ambiance of it. <laughs> or, if, or if he was just gripping and ripping during this... <laughs> And I have to assume it was a guy. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're fired, I think. I think that's the only outcome. You're just fired. Do you think so? Um, uh, yeah, man. I think... Uh, yeah, I but think so. But they were at their own house. Like, it's not like they were doing it at work. Like, they were technically supposed... They were working from home, but... Like, they can't fire you for masturbating at your house. I think they can fire you for watching porn... 
<laughs> on what assumedly is a company laptop. But, I mean, they're coders, so they might have their own laptop, would be my guess. I just don't know how you forget that your your screen is being viewed by multiple people. Because <laughs> you you were sharing your screen, and then somebody else took over, and you didn't realize it, it shifted back to you, and you never closed it out. And people are just watching you like, okay, close everything down, go to... Open new incognito browser tab. Type in Pornhub.com. I am so so paranoid that someone, if I'm on a screen share or in a meeting, that someone will see like a Slack message or an iMessage from you assholes. Like I, I shut down all notifications. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? What did he just say? What article did he just share with you about? Oh, I don't even want to know. Um. Yeah, I'm so par- I can't even imagine a level of comfortability with Yeah, you know what? Going to going to boot up some pornos on my work computer that I have worked on previously. You know, sometimes you just just need to get your your mind straight before you finish your coding. I guess but go you know, go into another room. You know, like the the little guy needs some coding as well <laughs> before you can get back to coding. It's pair programming. Just got to I gotta, just gotta just, crank this out real quick. Just gotta no tickle problem. these ivories real quick. <laughs> That's how coders work, right? Yep. They're just twinkling those keys. <laughs> uh, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you this week. Um, everyone, if you like this show, uh, thank you for uh, being patient while we get back in the groove. We, we took two weeks off and forgot how the show worked. Yeah. So if you like this episode, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, you can also find out more information there about our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good friend Curtis watch every single episode of the hit show 24. Uh, we'll probably have an episode coming out next week. Um, this week has kind of thrown a wrench in all of our schedules. So um, that's coming up. We are almost at the end of season two of 24. And uh, our villain just showed up. And hey, it's Jigsaw. Would you like to play a game? Would you, Jack Bauer? Let's not be pigs here. Also, the entire cast of Saw is in the movie. That is in the show. Very true. We're still waiting for Donnie Wahlberg to show up, but I'm assuming he's gonna be there. You said, hold on. You said Donnie Wahlberg Mm -hmm. in the other. Did you mean Carrie Ellis? No, Donnie Wahlberg's the cop in the Saw movies. Is he? Yeah, I haven't seen him. (laughs) I've only seen the first one and the second one. Yeah, Carrie Ellis is the the dude in the. In like the bathroom or whatever shit, but because Carrie's had a chubbier face, a chubbier almost mm-hmm. Donnie Wahlberg face in Saw, so I didn't know if that's who you thought it was. No, no. but anyway, he plays um, Eric Matthews. Wait, he plays Eric Matthews, the older brother from <laughs> Boy Meets World, the detective Eric Matthews. That that can't. That's on purpose. That's I don't on know purpose. if he was in the original Saw, but he's definitely in Saw Two and Saw Three. I think there's no way that they named the cop. Eric Matthews. Eric Matthews, because he kind of looks like Will Friedel, the guy who played Eric Matthews in Boy Meets World. This is that when he is grows not, up from being a detective in the Saw movies. That is not on accident. They're in the same universe. I don't know if you know oh, this, but Boy Meets shit. World and Saw happens in the same universe. Is Mr. Feeny Jigsaw? Oh, shit. Oh, God, no. It's always teaching people lessons. That is true. He did follow them all the way to college, and you would assume that, like, He's teaching them in, in grade school and middle school and high school and college. And now he's teaching them in the real life. And then he just broke. He's like, oh, I can't teach them anymore. Let's see what they've learned. <laughs> Let's play a game with all of them. Corey, would you like to? Anyway, um, 
Yeah, you can also shoot us an email if you want us to read a message to a fellow listener. You want to share a story with us. Shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia uh, at gmail.com or shoot us a Facebook message. Uh, one of our uh, our great listeners, our juggler friend, uh, Scrubby Josh, who we interviewed uh, way back when, he sent us a great article today about a Florida man who tried to microwave a microwave to devastating effects. Um, <laughs> it's Did he think like some quantum tunneling was going to happen? I think he was trying to tunnel to another world. Yeah. yeah. It's like, maybe this is how I get to Narnia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Josh, thank you for that. That's great. Uh, and Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on all of the podcast apps that I am aware of, including now Spotify. I don't know if we talked about this last time. We are on the we're Spotify. on Spotify for both shows. So, uh, you know, if that's the way you get your podcast, you know, search for us there, Trends in Low Places or Longest Days of Our Lives. Um, and also, please give us, uh, you know, reviews, ratings, um, thumbs up, whatever you whatever you need to do. That is awesome. And uh, you can find us on the social medias on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at T-I-L-P-Cast, TILPCAST. Um, and shoot us a message there. Uh, share our posts, retweet, you know, anything to help us get out to more people would be terrific. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael, it's been lovely talking to you today. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.